Every couple of weeks, personal finance expert Mary Holm joins us in studio and she uh, gives us her amazing knowledge and advice on a different area of money. That's good because there aren't really, there isn't, unless I miss something in the budget, there isn't really any place in school where you find out about what to do with your money. Uh, and no one sits you down when you leave school and says this is how debt works and this is how you should invest and this is how you get the best return on your saving. So thank goodness for Mary Holm, who is in the Heralds once a week and here every fortnight. Hello there. Hello, Jesse. So, good topic for you today, Mary. Yeah, but before we start, yeah. you were talking about pilgrimages to places and music. I know, I got so many responses. Oh, I just, you? I, th- I, thought I just I'd have to tell you about them. my brother. Yeah, my no, brother Sid and his mate JJ went all the way to Winslow, Arizona, so they could stand on the corner and watch a, a girl, my lord, on the flatbed Ford yeah. slowing down to take a look at me. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's Eagles, eh? Yep. There are uh, a few people who went to Winslow, Arizona. Are there? In fact, yeah. um, when oh. we reached Winslow, Arizona, there was a corner and a mural on the wall of a girl in a flat deck. Oh, really? So they've got a mural there now? Yeah. That was a long time ago. They didn't have one then. Okay, I'll yeah. just cover them quickly. Some people went to Leith for the Proclaimers song. Lots of Beatles pilgrimages to Strawberry Fields and Liverpool. Um, Lexington Avenue, 125th, based on I'm Waiting for a Man by the Velvet Underground. Uh, 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 and there's Van Morrison song about, uh, I believe it's about New Jersey, and someone went and did all the things <laughs> that are mentioned in the song, Coney Island it was, including oh. muscles out of a yard glass. Wow. So, thanks, everyone. <laughs> and and just being in London, every time you see Waterloo on the on the no, underground map, I know. Waterloo sunset goes into your mind. It's eh? so it's, special. It's, it is. It is. So, anyway. risk and return. Risk and return. Um, this is... Really basic stuff, but I've noticed year after year that when ASB does a survey asking people mm-hmm. what they ask them a, a simple question: which type of savings or investment product gives the best return? And they give them a list of bank savings accounts, term deposits, KiwiSaver, shares, rental property, commercial property, etc. And over and over again, people give a higher score to term deposits than than they do to KiwiSaver, mm. and which suggests they don't really understand what's going on. And they also tend to give a higher score to um, rental property than shares. And sometimes it's true that rental property in some periods does better than shares, but in recent times, by most measures, you'd say that shares have done better. How many words um, do you think you've typed on comparing rental properties and shares? <laughs> no, Jesse. But um, the people that, that get um, surveyed by the ASB, um, perhaps they're not devoted readers to my column. I don't it's know. hard to imagine. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, yeah. Um, cool. So but, I, will, um, I will let you know we have, we're a little bit squeezed by the budget today, so okay, we've got about yes. 10 minutes for all of this. Cool, yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get, get on to it fairly mm. fast. So um, I just, you know, ju- just looking at, at rental property versus shares, um, Brian Gaynor recently had some totals in his column, um, rental property over the last 10 years in New Zealand, the price has gained 70% and in Auckland 96, so in Auckland it's nearly doubled. But shares have more than doubled, and that's they're both that's comparing shares without dividends and rental property without rent. rent. Yeah, so it's always quite hard to compare, but, but the point is that um, 
it, it, it isn't true that rental property always beats shares. Um, and, and New Zealanders tend to say it, they, they, they way beat shares, they're way ahead. You know, twice as many people say rental property beats shares. So, um, Plus, you don't have to go spend your Sunday afternoon fixing a shower head. Well, yes, yeah. God, yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as we know, some people love nothing more than to spend their Sunday afternoon fixing shower heads. Yeah. But, but, um, so I wonder if possibly a little bit of the problem is that that. ASB asks people what have the best returns, and I would interpret that as the highest returns, but maybe some people are sort of taking risk into account mm. when they give a higher score right. to term deposits. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going on there? But, I mean, basically, when you look at... So just so that people who took part in that survey and don't have it right, basically, when you look at the sort of investments that... Ordinary New Zealanders are going to invest in the highest returns come to in property and shares, um, as I say, about equally possibly, um, and term deposits and bank accounts just have lower returns. Having said that, the higher the returns always come with more risk, and I sometimes think um, people might misunderstand risk here too, and and think that risk means losing your money. Yeah, chances yeah. of losing your money. Yes. Whereas, in, and if you're going into a single investment, like a single share, then you might lose your money. If the, if the company goes broke, you can certainly lose the whole lot. And in property, if you borrow to invest, which nearly everybody does, and then you have to sell, when when prices are down, you can lose all your investment then because you know, you've know you got a mortgage there and the mortgage might be worth more than the house is worth. So with a single investment in a property or a share, you can lose the lot. But if you're looking at KiwiSaver Fund or any other widely diversified investment in a non-KiwiSaver Fund, for example, when we talk about risk there, we're not talking about the chances of your money disappearing. It, it won't. <laughs> it won't, unless it's an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um we're talking there about volatility and so how much the the returns are going to go up and down and um, they they undoubtedly do the riskier the investment the the more volatility there'll be but you know I was just looking at at the New Zealand share market some data on the New Zealand share market the other day and um, started looking at the year after downturns so we're looking all the way from 1991 to now. There were six years out of, was that 28, is it? something like that, years, uh, only six of them were their losses, were the, were the years when the, when your money went, or the, the share market index went down. And nearly always it went down by 8% or less. There's only one where it, there was a big downturn. The GFC. Um, the GFC, the global financial crisis, was when there was a bigger downturn, um, and that was 33%. That's huge. That, you know, a third of your money's gone, um, if you sell after the downturn, of mm. course. Um, but but the following year, after when you look at these six downturns, in five of the following years there was an upturn, and not only an upturn but quite a big upturn between 13 and 24%. So darn good year, mm. followed every one of those lost years and except in the global financial crisis when they had losses for two years in a row before they then had their 16% gain coming back again. That, so that, you know, and that every now and then you do get that big downturn. But even then, 
people just had to hang in there for two years and things came right. And usually if you hang in for one year, they come right. As and I recall, so, yes. you've pointed out that that, that that big drop in 2007 might have been the first year of KiwiSaver as well. It was yes, quite bad yes. timing. It was awful <laughs> so, timing. So everyone thought, well, this KiwiSaver is not, not a great yes. uh, system. Luckily, not many people have... No one had much money in it at that yeah. point, and a lot of people weren't even in yet. And I, I think a lot of people don't even know about that. But, but um, the the message from there is that is that higher risk funds, you're not you, there's not a risk that you'll lose all your money. There's a risk that, that there'll be volatility, but if you hang about, nearly always it comes right pretty fast. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, but we just so that we've got time. There's a couple of letters to read. Um, if, have you got them there? Yeah, yeah got one from um, Linda. Yes. Um, and Linda says that she believes in a gamble when it comes to investments, trusting her own judgment. And her priority is moving with the times. She's researched and she's decided to buy 500 shares in medicinal marijuana. It was a crowdfunding thing she saw recently. And she says it's a no-brainer. Yeah, um, and I thought... It might you... literally be true. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Linda, yeah, we better not be too rude. Um but the, Linda's an example of someone who takes a high risk and, you know, people have got to have, be able to cope with high risk and it sounds as though she can, um, but she is going into medicinal marijuana, yeah, look, probably, um, you know, in New Zealand it looks as though that is going to become a goer and in other countries around the world. And But that doesn't necessarily mean that particular company is going to do it well. It might be badly managed, Um Someone else might beat them to some kind of patent that matters, or or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in it's, fact, I think last yeah. I heard there was there were fifty one different companies that had registered to um, really? with the Ministry of Health to to do this medicinal marijuana right? thing. Yeah, yes. So, so will all, will all fifty one of them do well, well and prosper? Probably not. Hey, eh? it'll probably be very competitive. It's just a good example of the risks people take when they invest in a single share. I hope Linda hasn't put too much money into it because. It could. She could possibly lose it all, or, or she might do very well. Mm. Um, you know, we just can't tell. But she's a risk taker, obviously. And then we have one more letter. Yeah, and I was just yeah. going to say, and a quick note that you've pointed out to me before is that often the, um, the current situation is priced in. So although, yes, yes, medicinal marijuana is about to become a huge industry possibly, Everyone else in the market knows that already, and that yes. is going to influence the price, particularly if you're buying on the on the share market. Absolutely, rather than crowdfunding. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, she's done this through crowdfunding, so it's a bit, bit different. The pricing probably. might not be quite as efficient in crowdfunding as it is in in the market in the main share market, but but yes, if something looks really obviously like it's going to do well, um, the price will already tend to be higher than yeah. it otherwise would have been, which reduces your chances of making a big gain. Yeah. Uh, Alison asks, uh, she says, I'm in my late 70s, so I've got a few shares, my own home, a small amount of property, and quite large sums in term deposits. Oh, man, I hope I'm as well set up as you are, Alison, in my late 70s. And yeah. uh, She wants to know if she should be modifying her finances at this time. Yeah, and so she's in her late 70s. And, and what I say, it's not really a matter of what age you are. It's a matter of what money you're planning to spend in the next 10 years. If you've got to the point where you're not earning money anymore, you're spending your capital, which is usually in retirement. Um, you want, if, you, if, there's mo- if it's money you're planning to spend within the next 10 years because shares and property can be volatile, I suggest she gets that money into term deposits um, or possibly bonds, but she's, she term deposits are 
are not too bad for money for the next 10 years. But if it's money that she thinks she might spend when she's in her late 80s, into her 90s, or perhaps it might be money she might be expecting family will inherit or something like that, then there's nothing really wrong with keeping it in shares if she's enjoying having it in shares. Mm. It's a bit more interesting. And property too. The trouble with property and retirement is that you can't spend the capital. With shares, you can gradually sell your shares gradually and spend that money. With property, you've got to sell the whole thing. Um, you're getting rent, but you're not getting making use of that money and mm. tied up in the property. But but it depends on how well off she is. Yeah, Good so, problem to have, eh? Yeah, it is, yes. So if she's got enough for the next 10 years in the term deposits, I'd say... She's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any sort of uh, you know final thoughts on on risk and and um, who should take just, what sort of yes, risk? Just to, just understand. It, it's basically about whether you've got ten years or more before you spend the money. In which case, it's got a good idea if you're in KiwiSaver or whatever else, and you're more than ten years out of off putting it into a first home or spending it in retirement. It's a really good idea to have it in higher risk. Um, knowing it will go up and down and remembering that if it goes down, it's probably going to come back up again next year or the year after. And in the long run, you get much higher average returns by doing that. You get rewarded for coping with that uneasy feeling Mm. of watching volatility. It's like going off-road. It's a bumpier yeah. ride, but you get yes. higher. Yeah, very so good analogy. Well, it's a little metaphor see. I've been working yeah, on. Yeah, that's quite poetic. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, whereas just staying on the road in a sensible car yes. is like the equivalent of term deposits. Yes, you're yeah. trudging along and yeah. everything's going to go yeah. fine. Yeah. But, but but going up or off that road, you might fall off the cliff, <laughs> especially if you're only in one share. Yeah. Yes. Good one. Yeah. Hey, um, thanks, Mary. It's a pleasure, Jesse. Uh, great lesson in risk and return.